I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to do the slam again. Like, it just felt so impossible, I think. Yeah. And I think getting to just like, I don't know, do it again and remember. I don't know, because I'm such a person that I was like, during the pandemic, I was like talking to my boyfriend. I was like, I feel like I'm not doing any shows. <laughs> and he's like, no one's doing shows. <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Kate Siegel. I'm Nikki Irfan, and our guest today is the incredible Annie Parody. But before we talk to Annie, Kate, Nikki, what's up? Uh, not much. Yeah, not a lot going on with me these days. Is that true? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I like was like, oh, I have something to talk about. I have news, and then as soon as I sit down here, like my brain just like becomes a blank slate, and okay. I'm like, I have. I've got nothing. You got wedding wedding planning? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going wedding to Disney planning. tomorrow? I'm going to Disneyland tomorrow. Oh, yeah. This is just a little casual conversation stuff. Yes, yeah, yes. It comes up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not Leo. Wedding planning. I'm, I'm really excited about wedding planning. I have been very nervous about this. Um, Lauren and I are planning on requiring vaccinations to attend Hell our wedding. Yeah. Yes. And I know I have some family members that are not vaccinated. Uh, it's okay. We're disowning them anyways. Yes. I reached <laughs> out to my cousin uh, yesterday and was just like, hey, I need all the family email addresses. Like, because she is sort of like, the like, we have a large family. It's like, I have like 40 cousins or something like that. Okay. Yeah, it's huge. My dad's the oldest of nine. Like, it's it's a big family. Um, so I reached out to my cousin and I was like, uh, hey, like, can I get all the family email addresses? And also, I'm real freaked out. This is the email I'm going to send to everyone. Like, do you think this is going to be huge? Are there a lot of us who aren't vaxxed? And her response was just like, so lovely. She's like, I think this is great. Like my, they own a family business. She was like, the family business is talking about doing this anyway, requiring vaccination. She was like, so I think this is great. And she was like, and, and all, the, all the best family is vaxxed. So. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry about it. And I was basically like, that's great. Like I, I, it was very nice to like sort of get that confirmation from my cousin yeah yeah oh my goodness she was like yeah we're vaxxed all the best dolls are vaxxed don't worry about it <laughs> that's awesome uh you got anything comedy going on uh oh well i'm still working on a web series with a fellow pack person mike abate we are uh it's it's going really well like i'm actually very excited about this like i have never written something long form with the expectation that I would perform in it. Oh. Um, every time I've written something long form, I'm like, this is a pilot for a TV show that somebody else will make and I won't be in it, right? Like, yeah. Um, but this is the first time that I'm like, oh, this is like a long sustained project that I plan on being a main character in. And it is so fun to write for yourself like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, shoot, I can really get to do all of the things that I want to do. Yeah. 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 And Mike Abate and I, we were on Thunderdog together and we learned in that environment that we write really well together. We have a very sen yeah. similar sense of humor. Like we would, he was like one of the few people on the team that I would regularly get together with to write with and work on sketches with. Oh, he's so funny too. Yeah. He's yeah. very funny. Yeah. Just yeah. like d delightful. Like, 
like positive yeah. energy coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I really, I like enjoy him a lot as a person. And so we have this like whole, we have like a cute little day plan. So we have one more day where we're going to beat out the last episode. And then we've like written the first episode. And then every other episode we've gotten like a, a really detailed outline of. And we're going to like do one day where we get like champagne and f- snacks and stuff and just like post up here and like just write for a whole day. And Hell I'm yeah. so looking forward to that. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's so fun writing like writing with people that you get along well with like that you're like oh wow Uh, I think I've talked about this before but like what a what a distinct pleasure it is writing with uh, with Kate Rappaport and Julia Bartlett yeah that uh, you guys are working on a film right yes we uh, we just like we just finished it as far as like okay at this point it's probably only tweaks so now we're in the like we just submitted it to a competition like a yeah like a a script screenwriting competition so we were like okay we still need to do like a a a read through like with people to really hear it but we're like it's in a place that we feel pretty good about like submitting it to a competition yeah at the very least um and so now we are planning on the zoom like a zoom read through and like oh casting it out and like yeah at this point we've all been playing the three main characters because they've been like very loosely based on ourselves Mm -hmm. very loosely like each of us in the process of writing it kind of picked one and so any scenes that like that's kind of how we divided up the work a little bit it's like scenes where it's like oh the you know the main character jackie is like the focal point that's like oh kate is taking care of that yeah yeah so now we're like oh we've been thinking about this for ourselves this whole time and not like we're intending it to be created for ourselves like we we are not planning on being in it um we just want to sell it (laughs) (laughs) but it's cool now like to be like oh who can we cast in these roles like who would be good at this so it's exciting like yeah yeah, i'm uh we're gonna i'm gonna ask you to be part of the zoom reading just so you know yes are you guys gonna do it uh for like a general audience like at a pack thing no this one's just for us um kate really wants to do something that's like a more entertaining version where we can invite like you know family or and family and friends to like watch or whatever but um yeah this is just like our first thing it's just to hear it yeah this is the first um i was like this is the first movie that I've written and granted it's with other people, but uh it's congratulations. Still- Thank you. Yeah. I'm like really, I really love it. I really love this. I read it now and I'm still like laughing. Yes. And I think something that I really love about it too is that it's so it's so personal and the the jokes and stuff that are coming from it are coming from our own real experiences of yeah. like, you know, it's about um well, I'll just say it's like about three three middle-aged women who get their punk high school punk band back together yeah, yeah. i bet it's gonna be great yeah, yeah there's some good like there's that's some like, good punk humor in it too also that's just like a i think that that's like a really uh i think that in a time when people are looking to tell more stories about women like yeah. they're yeah it's like a really sweet story yeah yeah so i'm excited about it hell yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else you got going on Oh, goodness gracious. Um, not like writing a movie is not enough. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that is definitely uh, 
an interesting point. <laughs> just like, um, yeah, the other just like other writing, trying to like get into freelance writing because oh, I'm like, sure. oh, okay, I need to find a job. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. So I don't know. It's I don't know. I'm in that like space where I'm like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. But I know, like, I am. Yes. I know, like, I'm looking, I'm finally, there's those, like, postcards, like, above my, like, workstation of, like, okay, these are the projects that I'm, like, consistently working on. And it's, like, six things. And I was, like, that's enough. Like, yeah. it's enough to be doing six things that you're not getting paid for. Sure. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, yeah. I've always yeah. been someone who, like, uh, uh does a lot and it's super weird now being like accepting that i have downtime um six things and you still have downtime yes i still have how downtime. Do you manage oh goodness by I not having a job things and i have no time i don't know how it's possible <laughs> <laughs> well um you're also taking care of a lot of other stuff like yeah i think my things are like wedding play i'm like oh wedding planning and yard work eats up a lot like a surprising amount of time yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, no, but six things. So, like, you've got the the film, pop cultured, this. Yes, this. Um, I'm also, yeah, working on freelance article writing, uh -huh. starting yes. that process, yeah. uh, doing character, oh. filming characters and sketches. Hell yeah. Now yes. I'm making a point to, like, well, I was like, I'm making a point to do one a week and i didn't let last week but uh oh but that's great that you're like you're like taking that and you're like okay i'm gonna have a video goal yeah, yeah. i'm having uh, after talking to jossie yeah like, that have, video goal uh, like i'm gonna release a video uh well it'll already be released but like one that's like a kind of edgar Allan poe thing and like i pulled <laughs> pulled footage of this like crow from the crow uh oh. and i like i like did this thing where like you know i'm not like a great editor but i like pulled just like this one little clip of a crow that was like a gif and i like made it to where it looks like it's talking oh yeah okay yeah i just did like a reverse and it's just like an eye movie it's yeah. nothing like special but it was like oh just so i can have a, a crow and i was like oh i could do like a crow costume and i was like no i kind of just <laughs> There's like already this already exists online. Yeah. Why don't I just like take this gif and utilize this gif oh, for the purposes amazing. of I know I don't know if that's like no but illegal. I, no, I don't think so. And I think that like that is actually something that I think a lot about with video stuff like and I think it's a good point that if you're not a person who has access to like a lot of camera equipment, et cetera, et yeah. cetera, and you like want special effects or special footage, like YouTube is a great place to like find random footage of like anything that you can kind of like green screen into what you're working yes. on. Yeah. yeah. Like I'll find, you know, tons of uh, tons of just like random pictures yeah. online to be like, I'll just pop this in there. And like, yeah. this is copyright free. It's fine. <laughs> like, and honestly, some of my favorite videos I've seen people make had no live performance element to them whatsoever other than like a voiceover yeah. that carried together some clips that from that were clearly taken off of YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like part of it, you feel like, oh God, you're, you're kind of stealing somebody else's 
work, but it's within right. like parody. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. So and I we're not. Know. Nobody's making money off of this. Right. So. No. Yeah. <laughs> nobody's making money. Like a hundred people are watching this. Exactly. Like, really, this is just an exercise for me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is. I think it's like encouraging to be like, hey, even if you like don't love yourself as a performer, there are ways like for you to like make content if yeah. all you want to do is like make stuff. Yeah. 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 So there are ways to do it. Um, Speaking of content. Oh, my. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent transition. Somebody who makes a ton of content, uh, including amazing character videos that you can see on our Instagram. It's fine. We've got Annie Parody. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Comedy Girl Crush Podcast. I'm Kate Siegel. I'm Nikki Irvin. And our guest today is the incredible Annie Parody. Parody. Right? Yes. Uh, Annie is an an actor, a writer, a producer, director, poet. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is so cool to have you on. Like, you're so, you're so rad. (laughs) (laughs) It's an honor. I'm so excited. Yeah. It's an honor to have you here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, uh, I've really been, um, of of course, we, we know you from, um, you've got Unwell, which is a live show and soon to be a, uh, soon to be a web series and podcast, as well as your show, The Slam, which is a a poetry slash comedy show. Yeah. Not comedic poetry. yeah it's like it's hard it's comedians doing poetry comedians so, yeah. doing poetry yeah so it's funny so it's fun so i guess it's comedic poetry yeah okay <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah okay yeah. um all right but uh i i, I am uh personally where i became a fan of you is you just like your characters on like instagram like uh just <sighs> like fucking cracks me up that you're just it's I don't know how what your process is, but it seems like you're just like out and about and you're like, hey, hey, I've got this idea. Just like record me doing this thing. Like, that's how it feels. And it's so like, I don't Is that it's like, how it, it works? It, I would say I'm fortunate enough to have a friend that doesn't do comedy, but she loves comedy. So like I'll if we're hanging out and I do something, I'm like, will you feel? And she's always down or it's like she's a friend that I can just text her and be like i have this idea will you come film it because it's like yeah i feel like i look at other comedians and i'm like who's filming your videos all the time my boyfriend i have a i'm like not allowed like i'm only like if we go on a trip i'm only allowed one video like (laughs) (laughs) like he's like i can't like babe it's vacation yeah yeah yeah, yeah. exactly (laughs) um but yeah it's like once i also figured out how to do the self zoom on stories you know so funny i'm like that changed the game for me but you really use that very well like the you do this like character it's like woman enjoying blank oh yeah oh it's like it's like mostly food it's yeah mostly it's like a salad, salad. Yeah. yeah like really enjoying this like one thing and you just like mm, oh, mm, oh, oh. <laughs> i think because i felt i was like thinking about the i was trying to explain to someone who's like because i'm 30 i was explaining someone to the like herbal essences commercials you know where yeah. she's like orgasming in the yeah. shower and they like yes. didn't know what i was talking because you're a little bit oh wow i'm like five years younger than us so oh, it's like okay. it's like they didn't oh, so weird and i was like oh well it's kind of like this and then i just ate a talkie and i showed them and that's where <laughs> that came from um, ah, <laughs> that makes so much sense though yeah, yeah i'm just i am very obsessed with 
uh, just like being a little bit not okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little hence, unwell. A yeah. little unwell. Yeah, I was going to say, hence yeah. unwell. Yeah. Um, Which is a great, uh, is that from, did you take that from the Matchbox 20 song? Yeah, I used to do like a, a bit all the time when I was in Philly. I would always be like, oh, am I crazy or am I just a little unwell? Like with like bits, <laughs> like comedy bits and yeah. stuff. Like is this, that, or this? And then, um, yeah, and then I actually like, I got this uh, necklace made on Etsy that just said unwell. And I like started wearing it when I would do shows and stuff yeah. <laughs> which sounds so corny but I think it made me feel like I don't know it was like a nice little like talisman before I performed yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I think when I started writing this series which is like it gets into like therapy and stuff like that I was like oh uh, my friend Anna Weiss is helping me produce it and she was like that would be a perfect name for it and I said you're right so yeah yeah <laughs> that's very cool that's awesome so to, uh when did you start doing the live show version um the live just happened as a fundraiser we were like oh we want to like to raise money to shoot uh it's basically a, unwell as a series it's like a three-part short web series so each episode's like five to ten minutes so we we're like oh we want to get you know funding because basically for the show our priority is like hiring only like women non-binary and poc and um lgbtq so we were like okay like we but we want to pay people yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. and so yeah we did it as a we asked junior high if we could do it as a live show there just doing a stand-up show basically and characters and stuff and then we like they liked it and now we're doing it we're doing it every other month um and that's like slotted and then if they ever have like open dates but um yeah doing it live has been fun too because then i'm able to like work out stuff that i might want to put in the episodes yeah. like i don't know it's kind of become this cool like uh i don't know like symbiotic thing yeah well, and you're crowdfunding for it right yeah yeah so we have a gofundme um yes. and yeah we're we're trying to sh we're sh well we are we're shooting in the next two weeks of the pilot of it um, okay cool. Oh, cool so probably uh shortly after this episode yeah, comes out. yeah so yeah. so it, it won't be too late folks to get on that uh gofundme for unwell yeah um, and there are also shirts you can buy right yeah i'm gonna get one yes. i've been wanting one for a oh, while they're super yeah. cute they're super cute yeah, also like, relatable right because i think we all feel a little unwell i wanted to make a shirt that like doesn't have anything else on like i was like i don't want it to say like web series like i didn't want to say i just it just says unwell on it so like it can be worn and any any summer vacation Christmas like but um <laughs> holidays at, yeah at Christmas home, at home with your family <laughs> just so they know what's going on <laughs> yeah and we kind of got we've got like a nice navy blue and a magenta one and then we kind of came out with a more like summer more queer if you want more butch tank yes, right yes. cut off okay. um and that one is a black with a silver glitter <laughs> Yeah. Nice. Um, and then yeah the next live one is the 14th of october so i don't um the next live unwell oh yeah this is gonna come out the day before that oh, so yeah. if you don't oh, have yeah. your tickets yet buy your tickets yes. yeah buy your tickets to unwell at junior high yeah, yeah. tomorrow it's tomorrow it's tomorrow <laughs> at junior high all right <laughs> hell yeah uh i'll probably be there okay yeah. i say i'll probably be there because i i mean who knows who knows i'm honestly like with coming out like I'm not, I guess not coming up, but wherever we are in this pandemic time, I'm I am very surprised when people come to the show because <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, oh, it's like still. I don't know. I personally am like I only have the threshold each week to maybe go to like two things because I feel like after the like coming out of stuff, I've been like my ability to socialize has truly oh, gone yeah. down. So yeah. I'm very like honored and surprised and delighted when people will spend money and time to come. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I, I'm appreciative that people like you are putting on shows coming out mm-hmm. of this because yeah. I, I do want to go to things again. Yeah. Like I miss like being out and seeing comedy and being around people. And like a lot of the comedy theaters where we're at haven't opened up again I know. yet. And yeah. it's like this weird limbo waiting period. So I'm like, I'm stoked to go see things. I'm yeah, glad there's good. stuff yeah. to go to. Yeah. yeah. And also like I, I just appreciate it because it's so much effort to put on a show right now it's like we don't we don't have the like capacity that we did two years ago to like okay we'll just throw up a show it's fine you know we've got so many venues we can choose from like now it's like there's so much effort that goes into it and so much energy that like you know uh, not everybody can do it like whereas before you know i don't know it just felt different like you there was more of a chance of like i don't know uh, yeah collaborating with people now it's like limited limited brain power yeah Yeah. and it's like i mean the part two of just like like i did the slam live at this theater that i rented but then it was like okay it was like truly then two days later was like when the delta thing happened so i was like okay so now i also like have to make sure these 40 people that i don't know like feel safe and like i'm like well when i sold the when I sold the tickets, I wasn't selling them socially distanced. And it wasn't like they had, like with the Delta thing, they didn't say social distance, they just said masked. But I was like, I don't know how I would feel if I, now I'm wearing a mask, but I'm sitting directly next, you know what I mean? Like it just like, it does take a lot of like, just like looking at the whole scope of it. So I think people that are producing shows, especially at theaters right now too, where it's like, there's so many things that are going into that to keep people like, not only just safe, but also comfortable. You're like, even if I'm fond of the precautions, like, are you, do you feel comfortable and everything? Yeah. Yeah, we were, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but now I want to talk about it here. Um, So the slam, you were, <laughs> you were describing how difficult it was because uh, you are producing the whole, producing the whole thing and like doing the tickets yeah. and setting up all of, tell us, tell us about what it's like putting the slam on yeah i i was lucky enough that it started at a theater i i started about uh what's 20 i started in 2016 in philadelphia at this theater called good good comedy and they were uh it was kate bamford and aaron nevins and they were great enough in that they like i was able to like learn how to produce a show through them they produced it because it was a theater but i was able to be like oh like these are what like you know event bright like setting up all that stuff so like when it came time for me to do it here um because i was doing the lyric hyperion before the pandemic and yeah it's definitely just like okay like (laughs) yeah to also market it it's like to do a show not affiliated with a theater it's like you unless you put that effort into promoting it and marketing it it's like who's gonna know that you're doing it unless you've got a couple followers on instagram that you know are gonna just like stand by you and come to a show but um yeah so it's like that element is something that i've gotten better at, and i i mean i learned that in philadelphia because they were they knew all these like uh resources so i was able like every month for my own for the slam in philly i would like okay like i submit it to this newspaper i submit it to like all the facebook event things and it's kind of like a quality i learned to develop of like not caring how that looks i think i used to be self-conscious of like how's it look to people that I'm pushing my show on every single, you know what I mean? And right. then I was like, wait, but I'm getting people that didn't know about it. Like they yeah. saw it on Craigslist. Like I post on, like I promote the slam on Yelp on Craigslist. Like I do it in all these spaces that I previously, I think before I started doing shows would be like, what? Like who's gonna, I would never look to go see a comedy show on Craigslist, but also it's cause I'm a comedian. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> I know about yeah, them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's part of the element and then just like having the brain of like okay like i know how i want to produce it 
but I'm also on stage right now. And so like, I, I'm just, I'm excited as I'm moving it to a theater in November and I'm just excited to be like, cool. Like I trust the tech. I trust the front yeah. of house. Like it's hard. It's not like my friend helped tech it, but it was her first time taking a show and she did great. But it was like one of those things where it's like, it's just hard to like be doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also like hosting it and yeah. like you're on stage and you have to be like, like there's always these things in the back of your head of like, oh, is this going to be okay? Like Exactly. And like, it's like this like new thought I've had recently actually, where it's like, I'm kind of done with like, um, doing things by myself like I think I've had this idea with like comedy and art where I'm like well if I want to whatever get signed or get that role it's like I gotta really like I shouldn't have too many people not affiliated but like I should be do it should be have my name fully on it you know what I yeah, mean sure. and now I'm at a point where I'm like no I need you like need that like to me I think when I was younger it would have been appealing to be like I produced the slam by myself I I promoted it I did tech I did all by myself and now I'm like no please I would love some help like and yeah. I'm like finding especially out here I've lived here for three years now it's like oh I'm like there's people out here that want to just produce what like there's people that want to do tech like I'm you know yeah. being in a smaller city for years it was like we all did everything because it's like everyone wanted to be on stage so like, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so that's a new thing I'm... like whereas in LA people move out here to do tech or yeah, right. yeah. like to produce yeah, yeah. And, like, even like working with Unwell right now and we're like hiring people I'm like so excited where I'm like oh like you have such a skill that I don't have and I don't need to try and develop that skill because yes. you've got it and like yeah. please let's work together like that's such a new <laughs> thing versus yeah when I was younger where I was like I want to open myself right. so that it'll just be my name and now I'm like no 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 just <laughs> collaborating is so much easier yeah hey let's uh let's take it back for a second uh so you're from Philly I'm from Virginia oh from um, right yeah. from Virginia but then I um I went to college in New York and to Pratt um, Pratt Institute, okay. which is an art school, and you yeah. better believe they have a tiny poetry program that I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I went to. I, I I noticed the privilege in this, and that my my dad's an artist, so I like had to go to art school. Like that was like <laughs> like the family business. Um, I, I, I told her siblings that did very like. Uh, my brother was like an engineer. My sister was like going to school for biology. So I think. I was the youngest, so my dad was like, "What do you gotta do it?" Um, <laughs> and then, yeah, I got there, and I was like, "I was like, I want to study like uh, I want to do acting originally, but I was like, oh, like that's not practical. Like I should do journalism." <laughs> but then I went to an art school that doesn't have that, and then I was like, "I'll do poetry," which of course is like even less practical. Right. <laughs> Um, like there's simply there can no. be only one like there's yeah, no there's I like know, no right? way you make at least with acting I'm like okay like commercial acting like yeah with poetry background acting yeah, yeah. there's it, they truly told us there was like there's no way you're gonna like the only way you make money is if you become like a professor so like mm -hmm. I was kind of down that path um and then I I did AmeriCorps for a year um which is like I worked for I worked with FEMA, so I know so bad. I have a I have one of the highest department Homeland Security clearances. <laughs> no way! Because <laughs> um, it's like it's this insane fucking program where it's like you do it when you get out of college and basically like you volunteer for a year and they like uh, give you you get like a you get a stipe you get a chunk of money pay back your student debt. Sorry, right. I of course had so much debt from art school, right. um, and I did that for a year and I lived in like. Um, 
like Atlanta and Colorado and like all these places and working for FEMA, which was truly it was that's a whole nother pot it was truly the worst it was a horrible year fema's a horrible oh really yeah because like they the katrina happened and then they like oh. doubled down and tried to get young people in to make them look better right mm-hmm. like um, we're not bad at our jobs yeah we just is it was it like oh we're not bad at our jobs we just we just have a bunch of young people working for us like it were was, you like the scapegoats it was sort of like we're new now like forget what happened katrina like <laughs> yeah. forget what you know <laughs> about we're, 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 hip. we're cool <laughs> yeah it was truly really just a very like strange year and my mom is in the navy so it yeah. it wasn't that weird to me to be in this thing like it's a it's very much modeled after the military yeah so i was like yeah i guess i was always gonna join the mill like it's just a weird kind of thing and i did that for a year and i was like it was such a hard year and i came out of it being like i'm not a creative anymore like i didn't feel like an artist at all because of that year of being this weird like government program yeah um and then i moved to philadelphia with with my partner at the time and i like took an improv class <laughs> yeah but it was like honestly like starting over like that because like with poetry i love it but it was like uh, very solitary you yeah. know it's very yeah. on your own and stuff and like um doing comedy where i was like oh i was able to like make friends cool yeah. so you're so you you started at this the- like a theater I started, yeah i just started doing improv at like philly improv because it's like a small city so like they there weren't a ton of places so it's like that was the main place and i did improv there and i did sketch there so i, I was on house teams there and then i started um doing the slam at at good good comedy there and started um i helped i taught there like one through i like developed their improv curriculums there oh wow so yeah i did that for a couple years but it was you know it was was fun it was a much more like toned down like six week improv class kind of like if you were like didn't have desire necessarily to be on a team like maybe you wanted to get better at like public speaking or be more comfortable so Mm -hmm. i taught a class that was sort of as if you were like taking it in college you know like a very like oh cool that's great Yeah. yeah That's awesome. And when did you decide to like move to LA? Yeah, I, I like have family out here, so I visited a lot. And then I was like, hmm. I was like, okay, because Philly, I I love it so much. But it was sort of like I, I I felt personally that I had like done the most. I wasn't getting nervous anymore. Like mm-hmm. I was like, I was like doing the same improvs. You know what I mean? Which is like you shouldn't with improv. It's like it's supposed to be new every time. And right. I was like, yeah. just like I wasn't really challenging myself, and so. I came out here in 2018 because I was like, I want to be like nervous again, you know, and like it's it's great. Like, I feel like every time I do a show out here, I'm like, I'm excited because it's like also the level of people that I feel like I get to perform with. I'm like, oh, like you're making me want to, you know, like I saw this person. Uh, I don't I think it was Francesca. I saw them on this show and they did this insane thing where they like made up an entire song about being a nanny. And it was like so fucking good and i was like oh yeah that's like why i want to because i saw that and i was like oh i want to you know it just made me think you know and yeah. I, I like that out here a lot yo that is crazy that you got here in 2018 because you feel to me like such like an established presence in yes. the comedy oh scene God. here truly yeah. honestly no, really. i really didn't yeah i did not realize that, that it was you, so recent yeah because yeah. oh. i feel like i like weirdly like i'm like no annie you've been here forever <laughs> yeah oh man that means, thank you so much yeah. Um, yeah it's like you you came here and immediately we're like I'm doing this thing. I'm doing this thing, and like you, like like uh, the slam has been here since you got here, right? Yeah, yeah. I was I was fortunate enough that I like knew someone at the Ruby, which used to be uh, the Nerdist. Yeah, and I was able to like. I mean, I pitched. I had a um, a sizzle of the show that I made in Philly, so I was like, 
like I have a video like this is what I do and they were really kind and they let me perform there and I did that I was there for a year and then I yeah the Lyric Hyperion um, yeah folks if you're listening and you are doing a show and you've been doing it for a while make a freaking sizzle yeah, <laughs> like, yeah get footage get of that footage, yeah. get that like promotion material like just do it and it's not yeah it's like I the first one I sh- like both I have a newer one too a newer sizzle and both of them are shot by friends that have like high quality cameras but like they did it as a favor I paid them 20 bucks I, we went out to dinner after you know what I mean like yeah. I think there's ways and even if you don't have a friend with that you could honestly shoot on an iPhone like yeah, yeah. it's like because that's what I've learned too with like put it getting myself opportunities is like it's also just like you uh, someone says to me once it's like you want to like you unfortunately have to do some of the work on the back end so that it looks easy to an executive or it looks easy to a rep because they're like oh you already are coming ready and I don't have to do as much and even if it's not even like like my friend told me like headshots even it's like I know headshots can like get very expensive but there's also a way to get shots done that are like within your means and also that like make you already look like the part you know what I mean yeah. like those commercials yeah. and all that yeah, yeah. Um, just making it easier for other people to understand what they can do with you exactly yeah yeah, yeah. they don't want to like when you walk into a room people don't want to have to think like how could I make this person fit this role they want to be like oh that person is this part great job's done and they also yeah. want to know that you're like willing to like work hard like that's yeah. what I think I've learned because like with the slam my plan honestly and I haven't said this too much but it's like I was doing it for three years almost three years in Philly and when I came out here I was like I'm not gonna do the slam anymore I did it for three years like I I want to like do other stuff and then I got out here and I was like oh I, I like I I had that foolish thought of like I'm gonna show up. I took a class at UCB because I did UCB in New York. I did level one, and I was like, oh, I was doing so much stuff in Philly. I was convinced that like I'll come to UCB. I'll take a class. They'll I'll get an audition. I'll be on a team. Like that's where I'm, that was like the path I had. Yeah. I thought, and then I got there. And I was like, oh, I'm like yeah. I don't know how to get into this club. Like I didn't know how to like get into like I didn't I wouldn't hear about auditions. Like I heard about from somebody else. Like I was like, how who did I how would I have known? You know? Yeah. And it was just this feeling of like, okay, like I'm trying also I will say, I think part of that path is like it's when you're new to it, it's exciting and you wanna come to you you wanna come to the theater every night. You wanna see all the shows. You're excited. And I was yeah. like, I already I went through that in Philly. Right. And I came out here and I was like, Oh, I don't feel like I'm like I felt kinda like I don't know how to get into the these people who are like in their fresh there is fresh and fun yeah. yeah so then i was like well i guess i'll do the slam again like i was like i because i felt like i didn't i was like what can i work on that like is in my control because i don't know a lot of people out here and like i don't so then doing the slam was such a good way of a like meeting comedians like i was like i started taking a class at the pack and that was where i would get a lot of the people at the beginning because i was like i don't know a lot of people like and so i was able to like make friends that way um and then it's just being able to like build that way of like okay cool like I it's such a nice like calling card to like become friends with comedians that I look up to too if I'm like oh I'd love to have you on my show and like get to see how they approach my show is really cool yeah um yeah hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah Yeah. I think it's like you make a good point about the whole like you get here and there is like it does feel like there's a club that you have to get into yeah or you can make your own shit and then like right like you can kind of like carve your own path and I think that you know the getting into the club approach is totally a valid approach and that Mm -hmm. works for some people and like you know kind of like trying to get into that like especially like the UCB group and like get onto a team there and just like really make that your home but I think 
it is also really valuable to like have your own things that you're working on that inspire you. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like having that has like having the slam, having things that you were invested in outside of comedy helped the transition in LA? Yeah. Oh yeah. I think so. Cause I think I was like, I don't know, like it, it's, I think <laughs> when I came out here, I was like, I was always like, okay, I know that I'm not going to come out here and be like top dog. Like I knew that, but what confused me was like the amount of people that are really, really good that are in the middle area. Do you know what I mean? Cause I was yeah. like, I came out yeah. here. I was like, okay, so I know there's like, you got your, you know, big names that are already out here or whatever, like Amy Poehler, you know what I mean? Like you've yeah. got the high yeah. level and then you've got people that are like, you know, dudes from like Milwaukee are the funniest guy at their high school and they're not very funny. And I was like, okay, yeah. there's those dudes. I was like, but in the middle, there's a couple people and I'm one of them. And then I got in, I was like, there's so many people out here that are like so talented, so funny, been here for years and are working very hard. And I think that was like, oh shit. Like, yeah. And yeah. it was cool in that way because I was like, okay, there's so many people that are like, that to collaborate with, but it was like, okay, like, what is the thing that I can then like, do for myself so I'm not like waiting yeah mm -hmm. um because even like at the pack you know it's like okay like you take classes and then it's like I was like I hope I get on a team you know what I mean but I was yeah. like if I don't and like getting on a sketch team at the pack was was also great because I was like okay like this is like something I don't have to like you know be in control of every month and like it's a place to just like be really open to collaboration yeah um, but yeah, the, the slam definitely has been this like thing that I'm so I'm so grateful for because it's also morphed. It's become a space where like I work out um, like bits and characters for myself, but I also get to like have a space for like my friends to perform, you know, yeah. versus like when I first started doing it, it was very much like a showcase show. And I was like kind of just a back. I was a host in the back. Um, and now I'm like, OK, cool. Like I've got something I want to work on. How can I like utilize that? Yeah. 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 And you're very funny. Uh, Thank you. You said the, this thing at this last one, like you were like, yes, poetry can exist in every language. And it was just like such a deadpan delivery. But you do this, your character at the slam is just like, you're just like, you take it so seriously. And all of these like insane poets are just doing like their comedy and like you take it so seriously and you're so invested in it. It's such a great bit. Thank I loved you. it so much. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I mean, I have like four years plus of like all this poetry knowledge that I don't it's just buried deep inside of me <laughs> and so I get so excited doing that show because like I can bring the uh the guest poet on and the guest poet and I get to like you know talk about that stuff but in like yeah. and yeah I mean it's the character I do on there is truly just like an embodiment of all my professors that I had <laughs> in art school you know where you're like what this what do you mean my piece is fractured like <laughs> they're like they're just textural like and i was like i wish we talked about comedy like that i think it's so funny um, oh my gosh you I, I would love to see a sketch class uh run like a poetry class right like so oh, yeah. i mean because in my poetry classes too we like talked about like like i mean i'm obsessed with saying <laughs> I'm obsessed with saying like the speaker, like the the re like you like you don't want to say like the writer because we don't know if mm. this poem's really about them. It's the speaker, so this poem could be written from a different point of view. So I'm like to write a sketch and talk about the speaker in the sketch. I'm like, it's so, like <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, this, this reminded me of like this an acting class I took recently where there was just like one girl in all of our practices who'd be like 
oh, like the color of the scene. I was like, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't understand. That's what? so funny. I yeah. That was that. like not even the point. Of, like the acting class was not like that at all. But just this one girl from whatever her experience was. Yeah. Was like the color of the scene. Oh, there's the, like she would say like, oh, the texture. Like she said, like it's the texture so in the good. scene is very like, oh, no. <laughs> what do you even mean? Okay, so we've got five questions that we ask all of our guests, and it is a segment that we call These Are Five Things. We have like an audio bit that yeah, we play there. Yeah. It goes, yeah. These Are Five Things. <laughs> There's music. It's a whole thing. It's like comedy. Oh, okay, okay uh, so Annie, um, what would you say your biggest influence in comedy is? Oh, I'm like, it's so funny. I always think about when everyone asks that. I'm always just like, <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> like, I'm, it's like all straight white men. You know, I'm like, dang cut. Like, it is sad that I'm like, I, I like in high school, I was like driving to school, only listening to the Dane Cook. <laughs> um, but no, I would say like in a more general way, like I love all the Christopher Guest movies. Like, oh, I'm yeah. a very, I'm a very big fan of that, that way of like creating and playing. Everyone's like, they're not failing. Like, that's what yeah. I love about his characters is like they're actually all succeeding yeah. to, to, in their mind you know what I mean yeah. even if like reality isn't helping them succeed and stuff or like making them look like they're not and I really yeah. I really love that um you have like a very clown energy and especially mm-hmm. the character she, uh, we were talking about on your Instagram like you've definitely got this like it's like uh it's like devil may care <laughs> this is fucking weird and I think it's hilarious like yeah. energy to your your uh character videos and it's great oh, like it is you. so fun and delightful it's like yeah. thank you so much I I, I was thinking about, I was like I think too part of it, it's like I like not to I was I've been in th- therapy since I was nine so I've had a. I think there's been this amount of energy put around me that I'm like not that I was like I'm fucked up like all through high school I was like, mm, you know what I mean yeah. like and I'm dark yeah. and I'm like twisted and so like <laughs> and like and so I'm gonna like hide it you know what I mean yeah. or whatever be like I, I'm not bad or something like that and I think with my comedy more and more lately I'm like oh no like I think it's funny <laughs> like yeah. I don't know I don't know how to explain it where I think with like doing I love doing characters where you're like oh like it's like I like playing with a woman that's like not okay and yeah. like because I think it's just funny. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and it is. <laughs> All right. So, uh, best experience in comedy so far, worst experience in comedy so far for you personally? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like for a, I was like as a community. Or, <laughs> um, um, I think the worst experience was I think when I came out here, I didn't know that. Um, that <laughs> I went to a show at the clubhouse, like an improv show, and I thought this was a joke. There's a team that came out, and it was four white men as an improv team. And like, I don't, I'm not gonna say the name of this team. I don't even remember those on it. But it's some people that are like teach and do stuff. And I thought it was a joke because in Philly, if there was a team with all men, it would they get booed off the stage because it's really? just so like I was just so shocked that that was like and everyone was just like yeah and I was like wait there's no women like there's like and they're just doing scenes where they're pretending to be women like I was like this is crazy to me and so I think that like coming out and seeing that and then I got on a team at the pack and it was um not the team I'm on now it's a different one but there was someone on the team and I was like every sketch they wrote was like there'd be no women in it it would be two men talking about a woman they had fucked were gonna or were gonna fuck like are you fucking my wife like that kind of shit and I remember I was like that was like and I did leave the team because I was like I was constantly sort of like this is uh I, I had this moment where I was like 
either I keep saying stuff and I keep like being like, this is not appropriate. This is not. And I was like getting so exhausted by it that I was like, or I could go work on my own shit. And I left that team for a while. And that was when I started doing stand up. And I like got the slam picked up at the Lyric Hyperion. And then I, and then after that, I was like, cool. I came back and I, I'm on a great team at the pack now. Yeah. But it was such an experience where I was like, I had to be like, is it worth my energy to like, cause a part of me was like, no, I like want to stay on this team and be like, but this person, you know, wasn't going to leave and they were going to keep writing stuff that I found pretty like hurtful, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But I was like using so much energy, getting frustrated, talking to people, trying to like deal with it that I was like, this person is taking away from my energy and my career. Yeah. And so I'll leave for a bit, work on the stuff I actually care about. And then if I want to come back, I come back. And I came back and I like love the group I'm with now. Best experience? Best experience. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, there's so many. <laughs> I mean, I think like recently I would say like I feel I mean, kind of what we already talked about, but I think coming out of the pandemic and having like doing the the slam and having like it be sold out and stuff. I think that was just such a good that was such a great experience for me um, because it was like, I think, I don't know. I think a lot of people experience this, but like, I mean, I came out here specifically to like do, you know, comedy. And so to not do it for like a year and a half, like it was like, that's why I moved here. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and I like kind of getting in my head about it. Um, I was like, there's no way I'm ever going to do the slam again. Like it just felt so impossible, I think. Yeah. And I think getting to just like, I don't know, do it again and remember I don't know because I'm such a person that I was like during the pandemic I was like talking to my boyfriend I was like oh, I feel like I'm not doing any shows <laughs> and he's like no one's doing shows you know? <laughs> and I was like, mm. I was like no one's asking me and he was like there's not anything but it's so hard to like, but it's I mean even like the, I was, like, the pandemic's my fault you know like I was like mm. what's like <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I think I don't know that's been such a moment I think doing these shows coming out of it have been really like because I feel even more like this is what I want to do I yeah, think yeah. it's not like I didn't know that before but before I felt very like fresh and here and kind of scattered and I think having the time to be like okay like how can I be strategic with like my time and energy yeah 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 that's awesome hype up a friend who would you like to talk about that you think maybe could come on this podcast yes um I, my my good friend chelsea morgan oh hell yeah um, her handles duty cream uh i'm pretty sure she's on our list as well she's yeah. so yeah. funny um she's on a group called best actress and they do like improv clowning um kp and monica are the two other girls in there and they're also hilarious and they're gonna all be on unwell so i'm oh, talking about cool. them you guys want to see them chelsea yeah um chelsea to me is just like she the way she's able to like play on stage i'm very like we went to oakland and did a couple shows right before the pandemic and she i was just like oh that was when i was like doing only stand-up for a while and i was like i feel like i would come on stage and just do like i was getting to a point where i was like just doing the jokes and the punchline i was like i'm not made for like i'm not have i'm not playing in it in the mm. same way i play with improv and the way she's able to like play with her jokes and with the audience and she i don't even know how to explain it she's not like um She's not necessarily doing crowd work, <laughs> she's like, but she's also not like negging them. You know what I mean? Which is something that like I think about all the time. Like I don't, I'm working on it, but I don't know how to like interact with the audience and not just be like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> <laughs> but Chelsea is like, has such a joy on stage and like, 
again, like, I mean, her brain to me is like very special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she's hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. And her Twitter, oh, yeah. very funny Twitter. I don't, I think it's just duty cream, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so uh, you've gotten to like produce live comedy shows, you've done stand up, you've done character stuff. What's something that you haven't gotten to do yet in your career that you are looking forward to doing? I mean, I would love to like, get to act on a show like yeah. i'd like to kind of not it's like weird like i want to have my own show you know that i that i write and that i act on but i'm also like i don't know like seeing something like shrill or pen 15 i'm like what a treat it would be to get to just be given a script and like because you know i feel like we all do this out here it's like we have to do everything yeah <laughs> yes. for ourselves yeah. you know what i mean yes. you're like oh, i'm writing i'm the character i want to play like it's like okay but it'd be nice also like because <laughs> i think my friends that are like strictly actors are like in that space where it's that's like you know they're always that's the thing you know it's like yeah. getting a script and being that and i'm like oh that seems like a treat <laughs> so, like <laughs> i don't have to cast anything like you know what i mean like to yeah. just get to show up and get to like play on set and yeah, not yeah. um not because i'm like i'm very excited to shoot and well and i'm like not directing it like we have a director and like I have a producer so like there is elements in which but I know I'm gonna be like overthinking all the elements you know what yeah, I mean because yeah. it's mine it's and I'm shoot, like yeah. it just would be a treat to to get to just play <laughs> yeah someone just hands you a script yeah, and- like, can you imagine <laughs> oh my god oh I, my dream right <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah and I also want to be a dog trainer but that's something that's like I was talking yeah. about before that that's so follow me if you have a dog <laughs> so I want to train dogs <laughs> give us some advice what what advice do you have for maybe people who are just starting out or in the throes of doing comedy um i think for me it's like i getting involved at a place is such a big it's what helped me do everything because then you're like meeting people that like want like it because i don't know i think just doing some doing it on your own i feel like i have friends that came out here to do stand-up and like going to mics you know like by themselves a lot and like and then they're like, well, I don't know how to get to on the shows and stuff. And I'm like, well, it's like once you become friends, it's a, it's easier. Like, so I'm like with stand up, I think that's difficult. But with like sketch and improv, like taking a class, you know, like mm-hmm. it's how I've met people and like built it out. And then like in tandem with that, I would also say like, and this is something like I believe in is like not getting I think out here, especially too. it's like you can get attached to one theater, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like one like group. And it's like if you're out here to work, it's like my goal is often to be as like malleable as possible and treat it in a professional way. Because it's easy to get attached to a space and like get caught up in like drama or whatever is going on there. And then you're like, I'm not focusing on like I was just here to work. That's how I've kind of reframed it when mm-hmm. I moved out here. I think in previous when I lived in New York and I lived in Philly, it's easy to get caught up in social stuff involved with theaters because it's hard to keep it professional because like we're not getting paid you know what i mean and we're all hanging out all the time but like that was my biggest like shift for myself was like okay cool like i've got my friends and like uh, but also like these theaters are places where i like i need it be as professional as i can because i think when i was younger wasn't as professional as i could have been (laughs) oh yeah oh yeah i i mean i feel like if i had tried to start this when i was 22 i would have burned a lot of bridges because i was like a fuck up kid (laughs) oh yeah i mean i used to like take everything personally in that way and now i'm like okay cool like if i take something personally with someone and that does comedy i'm like okay well like 
it doesn't have to come into like my work with them or like that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is just so complex. Because my, I was thinking of the friend the other night. We were just like talking about, and she does comedy too. And I was like, it's kind of strange because like we're all like coworkers in a way because we all want to do the same thing, but we're also hang out all the time. Like it, it can just get confusing with like boundaries and all of that. So yeah. like. And yeah, dating for me, dating someone that doesn't do comedy because I've done that before and I can get in my head when I date a comedian. Yeah. Mm, but some yeah. people thrive and then it's a great collaboration. Yeah. Uh, my fiance isn't a tech person. I can't, I can't date. I mean, like I when I was a creative writing major in college, I dated another writer and I think like that relationship really burned me on the like two creatives yeah. being in a relationship and dynamics. i'm so competitive that like i my yeah. ex in comedy and she's great and she's very talented and i was always comparing myself to her and it was like exhausting on my yeah. end so i was like that's a part of me that i don't know if it's ever gonna go away so then yeah my my boyfriend's a chef so it's like oh, nice. yeah. that's great yes gosh, it does rock does he a good is he like he's he very go? good yeah <laughs> i was like i'll promote him uh, <laughs> he works at uh he works at a mission star restaurant oh which oh. one providence oh around Melrose. Oh, okay yeah. yeah so i you better believe i'm having caviar no i mean i had it, I had it, I had it one time and i was like oh i get it yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, this shit's good it's, it's like real salty it. right it's real salty and you have it on good bread and like mm. yeah and like I, I used to never eat duck and now I eat duck <laughs> <laughs> it's insane oh man uh, get out of here bourgeoisie <laughs> <know>. no just kidding <laughs> That's so great. Uh, that's so lovely. Oh, oh my gosh. Well, he sounds great. Yeah. Yeah, he rocks. He's like, yeah, it's it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, I, not even just comedy, but before I dated a lot of like uh, chaotic artists. Yeah. And like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, he's like creative, like in what he does. But like, um, it's just, I was like, I have to be the star of the show. <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he's happy to oblige. So yeah. 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 Nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well Annie, man, this was so great. This was so cool to have you on. You're Thank so rad you. and chill and Thank yeah. you for having me. I was so nervous. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Gosh. I don't uh podcasts are something that I've gotten more comfortable on, but I don't um I don't I, I don't know if I feel quippy, you know what I mean? Like have quips. Oh. Um and so I'm always like it takes me a minute to catch up sometimes. <laughs> well, luckily, like, uh no quips necessary. Yeah, this felt on nice. this one. Yeah. 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 We're not interested in you being whatever your stage person is or <laughs> yeah. just what whatever is in your heart. No, this was yeah. really fun. Yeah, we love just like getting to know I mean, because like we get to see people perform all the time, but like getting to have like the like, oh, like tell me about what t makes you tick. Yeah. It's not a conversation that I think we get to have enough in the comedy community. Like yeah. no. about, so. and it's helpful to like, contextualize stuff, like progress or just like experience. Cause yeah. I think it's easy for what we do to be like hard on ourselves and to be like, well I just did that and then I did that. And then you're like, oh, but when I talk about it, it sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> I sound like I do things. Yeah. 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 There's a whole journey here. And yeah. we forget about it sometimes. Those little steps along the way, all of those little wins that we've had. Yeah. yeah. It's like easy to just like, okay, well, I did that win. And now we move past it. Like yeah. next win. Yeah. When exactly. it's like, all right. I mean, there's a fine line between like living in the past. and <laughs> Yeah. But like, on yeah, I agree, though. It's like honoring the stuff that you've done and everything. Because, yeah, it's easy to be like, well, that's not for me. I'm always like well that's it's not bad though like i need to do more you know what i yeah, mean like that kind of yeah. stuff um 
So this was really nice. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And again, once again, um, check out Unwell tomorrow. Unwell. Get your tickets for yeah. Unwell. Send some money over to the GoFundMe. And we can, you can follow Annie, Bachelor in Paradise. Well, Bachelor in Paradise. So if you know the amazing show Bachelor in Paradise, it's like that, but no E at the end. <laughs> um, and I have a little I have like a link tree in my bio so there's like links to all the tickets and GoFundMe's oh, nice. perfect, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's a, it's a solid follow regardless um, <gasps> thank you yeah, yeah. great Agreed. characters yeah. fun pictures <laughs> hot selfies thank you very much yeah, yeah cute one, dogs yeah cute dogs and again I'm not even kidding I am starting a dog train this time <laughs> 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 like serious sounds like a bit but I really am so please contact me for that also hell yeah <laughs> nice oh my gosh i like i have i i've been wanting to have annie here so long but like i really wanted to make sure that i saw the slam live once before i asked her to come on yeah and so that's why it took so long for everyone wondering <laughs> <laughs> but that was great and of course you love the slam yeah oh yeah. my gosh i loved it yeah i really loved it it yeah. is such a great concept for a show yeah. i also was a creative writing major so like the the, the fact that there is real poetry that happens at this yeah. thing was i love i loved that aspect of it that i got yeah. to like be moved <laughs> yes that's so wonderful like com combining comedy and like it's something that's not, you know, that's mm -hmm. genuine and very sincere. Um, I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it was just like, oh, I got to also hear poetry. And that was so nice. Yeah. yeah. And it's super cool. Oh, my gosh, yeah. dude. I cannot believe that she moved here in 2018. That's wild. Yo. She has that, like, that energy of somebody who's just like, I'm, I'm here and I'm not questioning it. Like, yeah. I'm just doing the thing. And she came like kind of locked and loaded, yeah, yeah. with some stuff that well, she think, had with her. Yeah, yeah, I think that helps. Like, it, it helps. Like, if you're gonna move to a big, you're gonna move to a big market that like you've really taken advantage uh, and done all that you can in your smaller market, your smaller smaller comedy market. Yeah. Um, like, I don't know. For me, like, I went to um, in Florida. And I didn't do. A lot like I was just starting to get into it but I produced a sketch comedy show like right before I moved here and I really got a feel for oh okay there's this is how you produce a live sketch comedy show right. so when I moved here I wasn't afraid to produce my own things or like not that I was immediately when I moved out here but like I wasn't afraid to do it because I had done it where I was from yeah so that's something valuable but I mean you don't have to no no of course not and if all you've got if uh, you come out here with nothing but a pair of boots and a dream <laughs> you probably need more than that but yeah yeah probably like you know like a couple months of rent yeah. at least saved up it helps if you have rich parents oh my gosh <laughs> I don't I shouldn't promote that it's true but like that's not the only way that you can like make make space for yourself out here that's one of my favorite midnight show sketches that oh. Heather Ann Campbell wrote the whole thing is like uh, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Then you need rich parents. And she's like, rich parents? Yeah, rich parents will do this and this and this. And like, how do I get rich parents? You don't. <laughs> like, like, just like, so good. Uh, uh, it's funny because it's true. It's so true. Yeah. yeah.
Mm-hmm. Well, I uh, this is awesome. This is always such a fun time. I am so glad that we got to have Annie on the show. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this is really great. Hey, uh, you know what else is great? The Period Podcast Network. Yes, it is. Yeah. Hey, if you want to support the Period Podcast Network and thereby support un- underrepresented people in podcasting, you can check out our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> We've also got a fundraiser coming up in a couple of months that's going to be really, really mm. exciting. So keep your ears peeled for that. And uh, if uh, you like our podcast, uh, we would appreciate it if you could, you know, give us a like, give us a follow, uh, leave us a review. We finished our last raffle. Congratulations again to Allie Slice. She got Madison Shepard's uh, Goodnight Silver Lake Lounge as her prize for leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. So if you leave us a review, our prize for this next round of of uh, raffle is going to be Jackie Johnson's as oil uh, is going to be our prize for this next round of uh, raffle. So please, you know, send us a a, a review. We it like, it's free for you. It's free. Yeah. And look, so few people leave us reviews that your chances of getting free ass oil so high, so high, and. Yeah. It smells so good. Yeah. You're never going to get a chance to get a free bottle of ass oil like this again. Yeah. And again, this is not lube. This is to make your ass beautiful. Like shiny and smooth and yeah. healthy. Yes. I love ass oil. Yeah. So leave us a review. Uh, give us a follow. We appreciate you. We appreciate you listening. And we just appreciate you as a person. Yeah. Hey, keep crushing it. Comedy Girl Crush was created by Nikki Urban, is edited by Kate Siegel, is produced by Kate Siegel, Mackenzie Mazelle, and the Period Podcast Network. Our music is by Rena Hunter, and our artwork is by Ariel Alter. <laughs> <laughs>